Hey, 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 what's going on to all of my fellow female influencers? It's Rachel and it's Wednesday. So you know what that means. You get to hang out with me for at least 25 minutes. I try to keep them under 30 minutes. Um, and once again, thank you for joining me in this movement. I pray that my podcast has been blessing you this far. And I just encourage you to listen, share it, tell others about it, rate it, and please subscribe. Um, I am on my podcast is on just about all major uh, podcast platforms. So please check me out. Um, and I just really want you guys to stay up to date with the podcast that I release every Wednesday. So if you haven't, go back and listen to the first couple of podcast episodes that I released. And yeah, just let me know what you think. So you know the deal. Let's hop into today's episode. So on this lovely Wednesday, our female of influence for this week is Miss Antoinette Fox McQueen. Y'all, Antoinette is definitely a superwoman. She is a wife, stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a podcast host, and she's also the creator of the A&M Collective, where she is a social media strategist that helps businesses thrive in the world of social media. Um, I met Antoinette probably about three years ago, and um, we actually became business partners in a company that we were both with. Um, Antoinette has influenced me in so many ways, but the biggest way that she has influenced me was just the fact that she um, was one of the women who helped jumpstart me into this mindset of entrepreneurship and business. You know, growing up, I was so accustomed to the mundane, go to college, get a great job, get married, have kids. But she really played um, a huge part in opening my eyes in that area of life and making me realize that there is just so much more than working a nine to five and missing out on my family and my own dreams. So thank you, Antoinette, for being a woman of influence, for walking in your purpose, for being all that God called you to be and for never giving up on women like me. You are greatly, greatly appreciated. Okay, so in today's episode, we are talking about the fourth and last foundational support, and that is influence. Influence is huge in today's society, especially with so many people trying to break into that social media influencer role, not to mention that influence is all around us all the time. We are influenced by friends and family. We're influenced by coworkers. We're even influenced by materialistic things, what we eat, what we hear, and what we see. Um, We also influence things and people that we come into contact with as well. So the reason that influence is one of the biggest foundational supports is because it is something that we deal with day to day, every day, all day. Okay. From the moment we wake up to the time we sleep, from the moment we are born to the day that we die, we will have the power to influence and be influenced. So what is influence? Influence is the capacity. This is the definition, guys. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. I want you all to think about that definition. I'm going to read it again so that you can really understand the magnitude of this definition of influence. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. Influence is so powerful that it can change your character, development, or behavior, or the character, development, or behavior of someone else. That is powerful, y'all. You know, in my opinion, influence is authentically, unapologetically, fearlessly walking in who God calls you to be in order to create change in this world and in the world's systems. 
I think that that is essentially what influence is about. And one great example of influence, in my opinion, is the story of David and Goliath, which you can find in um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. I encourage you to read the entire chapter. Um, And this also brings me to the verse of the day, which is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. And it reads, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you. In the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So I'm assuming that most of you all know the story of David and Goliath. And if you don't, I'm going to need y'all to read your word, okay? But if not, I can give you a brief synopsis of it. So long story short, David was a shepherd boy who took care of his father's sheep. And one day his father asked him to take some food to his brothers who had followed King Saul to fight in the war. So David runs to the battle lines. He takes the food. I'm sorry. So David takes the food to his brothers um, and he gets there right before they are going into battle. And David actually drops everything and runs to the battle lines where his brothers were to just check on them, you know, before he left and went back to um, herd his sheep. Um, So Goliath steps out as he's running to the battle lines and challenges the men, which he had been doing, I believe, over the last couple of days basically asking them to choose someone to come out to fight and kill him and basically saying, basically taunting them, saying, you know, nobody can do this. Just want y'all send out somebody, somebody that can kill me, you know, just taunting them, taunting them, taunting them. So all of the Israelites would run whenever he stepped out and taunted them because they were afraid because Goliath was huge. He was a giant. So David was kind of like, what's going on? Who's this giant? Why is everybody running? Like, you know, what's up? You know, who is this Philistine? Um, and so they pretty much explained to him that, you know, uh, he was from the Philistines, that Goliath was from the Philistines, and that the king was going to give the man who fights and kills Goliath great wealth. He was going to give them, I think, his daughter in marriage, and he was going to exempt their family from paying taxes. So David was like, come on now. Like, what y'all waiting on? Why y'all still standing here, you know? And as David is talking with the rest of the men, his brothers get ang- his brother gets angry and starts questioning him about, you know, his sheep and why he wasn't there. And just basically assuming that David was only there to watch them fight. And so David was kind of like, I ain't never scared, you know. And y'all, this is like the this is like the Brianna version of this because <laughs> the Bible don't say it definitely doesn't say it the way that I'm saying it. But. So David is kind of like, I ain't never scared. I'll fight him. I don't understand why y'all are standing here. I'm tired of paying taxes. I can do this. I ain't got no issue doing this. King Saul is is like, no, you're too young. You're too small. Goliath has been a fighter since a young age. You know, you're not a warrior. David was like, man, I protect my sheep every day. You know, when the bear and the lion come and they try to run run off with my sheep, I strike them and I kill them. Goliath ain't no different than a bear and a lion, you know. So David, you know, from jump showed this confidence and this fearlessness um, within himself. You know, he wasn't getting ready to allow anybody to belittle him or make him make it seem like he wasn't. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Capable of being able to take down Goliath. So David, you know, in his mind, God was on his side you know, and he told King Saul, you know, God is with me. You know, he, he's going to deliver Goliath into my hand. Saul was like, all right, go ahead. Saul then proceeds to dress David in all of like this heavy armor that David could hardly move in. And David was like, I can't fight with all this and took it off 
And so then he grabbed his staff, five smooth stones in his sling, and he rolled up on Goliath. Like, what's up? <laughs> so Goliath was laughing, and he was like, y'all have got to be kidding me. Like, Goliath couldn't even believe they had sent David out. David was small. He was young. He was the youngest of his brothers. Goliath basically thought, you know, it was a joke. And David looked at him and said, I, I come against you in the name of the Lord. You know, and you have disrespected the Lord by trying to come up against the Israelite army. And so David spoke it. He said, he is going to deliver you into my hands today. So David quickly runs towards Goliath with a sling and one stone and struck him and killed him. And once the rest of the Philistine army saw this, they ran and the Israelites pursued and overtook them. So after that, David was successful in every mission Saul sent him on. Uh, Saul basically retired him from being the shepherd boy and was pretty much like, we need him in this army. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty much the gist of the story. If you want to find out what happened after that, you're going to have to read it yourself. So after reading the story, I realized that David was an influencer. Um, he was an influencer and he, he was being influenced or had the opportunity to be influenced as well. So there were like six influences in this story that stuck out to me. And I believe that we can utilize these influences in our own lives to ensure that we are walking in our purpose. So the first influence was that David influenced himself. One thing that I really admired about David is that he never cared about his position. You know, he was driven and inspired by his perspective and what his perspective could do for him. You know, he was considered the underdog in his story. He was a shepherd boy, which at that time wasn't um, in the opinion of many of his peers was, quote unquote, one of the lower jobs. It wasn't as important as fighting next to the king. But because David had a different perspective on his position, hmm, because he understood who he was and whose he was, because he viewed God as his ultimate father and because he understood his strength, his faith his purpose, he was able to defeat Goliath. See, we have to understand the power we have in influencing ourselves. Many of us wake up day to day, complaining, negative, feeling powerless, feeling tired, feeling defeated, you know, not realizing that we are influencing ourselves. We are influencing our minds and, 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 and our process, you know, we are influencing the atmosphere around us. And then we wonder why we have bad days. You know, many of us, we influence our day before it even gets started. This is the influence that you are cultivating within yourself. See, David was confident. David was fearless only because he knew that God was on the inside of him. David had faith in himself so much so that he ran to the front lines as soon as he got there. He wasn't scared at all. He knew that they were getting ready to fight a war. So even if it hadn't been Goliath, he was he wasn't afraid of anything or anybody. You know, David had already called the death of Goliath into existence before it even happened. He spoke those things that were not as if they were so, and it happened. This is what we have to do. We have to learn to positively influence ourselves so that we can affect change in this world, in our lives, in our, li in our families' lives, in, our, in the lives of our tribe. Um, if you cannot influence yourself to get up every day, to walk in your purpose, to be positive, then you cannot do it for others. Okay, so number two, David was influenced by God, of course. Throughout the text, David referenced the importance of God being on his side and how God delivered him before. 
you know, this was like a pure example of David knowing God as father, which goes back to my second podcast where we talked about knowing God as father. If you have not listened, I encourage you to do so. Because David knew God as father, as a protector, as a deliverer, David not once showed fear and he was confident the entire text. If you read it, he never faltered in his faith. He never faltered um, in fear. Like he just, he, he was confident the entire text when it came to him fighting Goliath. When you know God as father, you can confidently run into your battles knowing you already had the victory. See, God allowed himself to be, sorry, David allowed himself to be influenced by God. And as a result of that, David was able to bring his family out. And I think so many of us, we've been called to bring our family out, but because we won't allow ourselves to be influenced by God, we can't, we haven't done it yet. First Samuel 17 and 48 says, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Some of us need to be moving with expediency towards our battles and just get it over with. Because that's, that's, in my opinion, that's what David did. David was like, let me go ahead and kill him. I ain't got time. I got some sheep I need to go herd over. I got more important things I could be doing than killing this Philistine. Some of us need to begin to look at our situations like that as well. Some of us have been letting certain battles linger too long in our lives. Some of us haven't been, you know, allowing ourselves to be influenced by God. Therefore, we aren't interested in facing our battles head on with expediency. David ran to his battle with expediency and expectancy. He was ready to get it over with quickly in victory because he knew he had some sheep he needed to get back to to protect. Some of us can't get back to purpose because we won't face our Goliaths with God. You know, we're always expecting God to just deliver the enemy into our hands. You know, we're always expecting God to get us out of debt. We're always expecting God to heal us. We're always expecting God to get us out of this one situation. And Lord, I'll never do it again. We're always expecting God to do this. Okay, but we won't even run to the front lines. We won't even get prepared for battle. We won't even act like we've already gotten the victory. David knew who he was. He knew that God had his back. He allowed God to influence his life, his way of thinking so much that he took down a giant, gained wealth for his family, and got his family out of poverty. Come on now, y'all. Come on now, y'all. How many of y'all know that you were the one that was called in your family who was supposed to get your family out? Me. My hand is raised, y'all. My hand is raised. Years ago when I was a teenager, it was prophesied over my life that I would be the one to bring my family out. And for years growing up, I used to always think that it would be financially because I always felt like the biggest issues within my family was financial. You know, I always thought that I would gain this massive amount of wealth and bring my family out. But as I matured in God, I realized that the only way I can bring my family out is by walking in my purpose and killing giants. You know, what does that mean? That means allowing God to be the head of my life the and the influencer of my path so that I can be all that he has called me to be, so that I can break generational curses, so that I can defeat giants, so that I can create and build wealth. I am telling you all, you want to be influenced by God. If you are not influenced by anything else in life, you want to be influenced by God 
God's word and God's will for your life. Okay, so number three is David had the opportunity to be influenced by his tribe, peers, and he eventually influenced them. Okay, so what I learned from reading this text is that the Israelite army was specifically assigned to David and they didn't even know it. And I don't even think David really knew it either. Um, Had David not been there to kill Goliath, they would have never won that battle. Okay, in that moment, in that specific season, David was assigned to bring the Israelites, the Israelites out, even though they didn't support him in the beginning. And I'm going to come back to that. This is why. In my opinion, it's so important for you to walk in purpose because you have been assigned to a tribe of people that you are supposed to influence. So your tribe of people cannot win battles. They cannot break generational curses. They cannot walk in their purpose until you show up and walk in yours. Until you show up and you influence them. Some people will never be able to be positive until you walk in your purpose. Some people, you know, won't be able to beat sickness until you walk in your purpose. There are a group of people who need your influence. There are a group of people who need your influence. And don't be so quick to write off those who don't support you, who don't pay you any mind, who talk down on you, you know, those who try to discourage you. Can I just say that those people very well may be assigned to you as well? And may not be in this season, but next season. Hmm. Can I just say that those very people may not be able to be positive, may not be able to support you or anybody else may not be able to grow and mature until you operate in your purpose. Stop allowing negative people to influence your emotions and how you fight your battles. Stop allowing naysayers to talk you out of doing what God called you to do. Stop allowing people who, are, who don't support you to stop walking in purpose. Mind you, throughout the entire text, everybody was basically clowning and downplaying David, even his own brothers. And let's not forget that the king even tried to dress David in armor that he couldn't even operate in. He couldn't even walk in. He couldn't even move in. It was so heavy that he could not. He knew that he would never be able to defeat Goliath dressed in that. Stop letting people dress or define how you fight your battles. David knew Had he went out there dressed in that armor, he would have never got that win. He would have never um, overtaken Goliath. He would have never been able to walk in his purpose had he allowed everybody else to dress him and define how he was supposed to go out there and fight that battle. He was given an assignment by God, not from those who didn't support him, not from those who had something to say, not from those who talked down on him. He was given an assignment by God. And he never faltered in what he believed or what he allowed to influence him in his decision to fight Goliath. And in the end, he ended up winning. And not only that, but then he ended up being an influence to the Israelites. He ended up influencing them. He ended up giving them confidence to fight the war. Because he did what he was supposed to do, he ended up influencing a whole army of people and they won. They overtook the Philistines. Had he not walked in that though, this story probably would have never been in the Bible. And I think that we can definitely compare that to how we act today. You know, when I'm on social media, sometimes I see people and they talk about how, 
oh, the ones that don't support me, oh, you're going to support me later. Why, why do you even care? You know, why are you allowing that to influence and dictate your emotions? They'll come around. Once they see you doing well, they'll come around. Stop worrying about what they're saying. Stop worrying about what they're not supporting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if they're not in your, tri- in your tribe of people that you're supposed to affect, you can still be an influencer just by continuing to go and to walk in your purpose without even giving way to what they are or are not doing to help you. Your purpose is always going to be your purpose. Your tribe of people is always going to be your tribe of people. So what's the point of worrying about those who are not supporting you right now? What's the point of worrying about those who have something to say? There is no point. None whatsoever. Influence is powerful, okay? Influence is how you affect your tribe. It's how you affect your peers. It's how you're going to affect your haters. If you're so worried about what people are saying, what people are doing, how can you properly and effectively influence those that you are supposed to be influencing? I just need to know. You can't. You can't do that. Okay, so number four, David could have been influenced by his current situation or his position. I noticed as I was reading that David being a shepherd boy was referenced a few times throughout the text. It was as if they it needed to continue to be emphasized as we read it like it just we needed to know that he was a shepherd boy we needed to know that he was ordinary we needed to know that he was considered the underdog it was like we needed to know that um and I guess you do need to know that in order to grasp or understand how powerful the text is in reference to him standing up to Goliath and killing Goliath and what he represented and what Goliath represented and You know, everyone made it known that there was no way that he could fight and kill Goliath. You know, but David didn't allow his current position or situation to dictate him being an influencer and walking in his purpose. Because David knew he was called for more than just herding sheep. Why? Because herding sheep was so much more than that. You know, even David, he talked about killing a bear and a lion when they were trying to attack his sheep. You know, he knew that his current position was not all God had called him to do. Because if it was, then all he would be doing is herding sheep. He wouldn't be having to fend off attackers. He wouldn't have to be fending off attackers. He didn't allow the title of being a shepherd boy to determine his destiny or his identity. And he didn't allow other people to make that determination for him either. And that's what I loved about David. He, he called himself what and who God called him. You know, we have to stop allowing our current situations and positions to influence our destiny. A good example of that is Nipsey Hussle. You know, I don't mean to keep bringing him up, but I believe, you know, hip hop, shoes, gospel, (laughs) you know, just the black community in a whole was really shaken by his untimely death as he was gunned down outside of his own business. But he was a prime example of someone who didn't let his current position and situation to dictate his destiny. You know, Nipsey knew that he was destined for more than just gangbanging and rapping. And he didn't allow that to influence him, to influence him negatively, you know, by not becoming an activist and entrepreneur, you know, but he did that instead. And he didn't allow other people or the media to try 
to, to keep him confined to that box. And he even tried to reach back and help others realize that they could do more too, that they were made for more too. So for those of you who are working a nine to five and all you can think about is your purpose and the fact that God destined you for greater, keep pushing. I know you are tired. I know you are overworked, but keep working on those goals. I know you are tired. I know you are overworked, but keep dedicating one to two hours a day to your ideas, your dreams, your purpose, your destiny. Don't allow where you are right now to keep you from slaying your giants. Don't allow where you are right now to keep you from slaying your giants because your giants turn into problems for your kids. Your giants turn into problems for your spouse. Your giants turn into problems for your peers. Your giants turn into problems for your tribe. Slay them now so that you can prosper now. Not later. People always want to talk about prosperity later. No, God wants you to have prosperity now. God wants you to have wealth now. God wants you to have deliverance, healing now. Female of Influence is about exercising your influence and your power now. It's about walking in it all right now. So slay your giants now so that you can prosper now. Okay. Number five, David was influenced by his past. How did David know what to do to Goliath in order to defeat him? Well, because in his past, he killed the bear and the lion the same way. See, David knew what worked because he had already done it. He used what he did in the past to take over and kill Goliath in the present. And I love this part because I think there are too many of us who are too quick to write off our past. Know your past may not be pretty, but go back and just think about how God delivered you. You know, think about how God brought you through and how he brought you out. Think about how you got through that situation the last time. Think about how God blessed you in spite of. David knew that God had delivered him before. And that no matter the size of the giant, no matter how loud the giant was, he knew God could do it again. See, influencers aren't always the loudest. They're not always the biggest. They're not always the strongest people. But influencers are... Um, a strong people, regardless of what their giant looks like, who walk in their purpose as their true selves, as their authentic selves, and they allow God to fight the battles for them. That is where their power lies. Influencers are not wasting their energy on battles that have already been won. You know, and if you really look out there, many influencers are seen as underdogs, especially in the beginning, just like David. But they pack the most power because they know who they are and whose they are. You know, now, on the other hand, some of us are suffering because we are loyal to something or someone from our past that has influenced us in a way that has nothing to do with God's will for our life. You know, some of us need to let certain things go in our past That continues to keep us stagnant and dependent upon our own ability. You know, you're not your past. Can you learn and grow from your past? Yes. Can you go back and reminisce on how God has brought you through? Yes. But there are some things that you cannot continue to dwell on because it influences the negative decisions that you have been making in your life. Many of us cannot be influenced by good things and good people in our lives because we won't let go of specific negative influences from our past. So, for example, in my God foundational support episode, you know, I let you all know that I had a strained relationship with my father due to drug addiction. And I remember um, always using my past and the fact that I felt like I had daddy issues as an excuse for every bad decision I ever made in my life. 
especially in relationships. And I even began to bring some of those quote unquote daddy issues into my marriage um, in the beginning. And um, one day I realized that I was allowing what I had gone through in my past to determine the decisions I was making in my present and ultimately in my future and the future of my kids. And I really had to seek God in those moments because it became too easy for me to be victimized by my past. And it became too easy for me to act like a victim um, as a result of my past. And it's so easy to allow your past to run rampant in your present. And the past doesn't even exist anymore. It's gone. You can't change it. You can't get it back. So you might as well just let it go. That is why it's so important for us to understand what role our past is playing in our life. Because our past can either catapult us into greater or it can be a hindrance to us. But what we have to remember is that we are greater than what we went through and endured. And we don't have to continue to live in disarray of our past. You know, we don't have to continue to dwell on those negatives. Lastly, David could have been influenced by the enemy. So, of course, we know that Goliath taunted David. Um, and once he saw how small David was, he even thought it was a joke. But David, small in stature, yet powerful and prominent in his purpose, Faced him head on, ignoring his height, ignoring his weight, um, and ignoring his comments. And many of us each and every day have demonic forces, the weight of the world, and problems and issues that we face. We must understand that God has granted us strength and power and also peace and victory. When he purposed us, he knew we would have enemies and issues and problems. And he didn't just create us with purpose. He didn't just smack us with purpose, you know, create us, you know, in our mother's wombs and just say, here's your purpose. Here you go. No, he gave us tools, you know, to walk in that purpose. He gave us the strength and the power to overcome our enemies. And he gave us the peace to be able to get through the issues of life. And when we do it this way, we always, 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 always walk in victory and prosperity. We have to stop allowing the enemy to influence our journey. The enemy has no power over us. He has no power over our minds. He has no power over our mouth. And the enemy doesn't just come in human form, but it comes in spirit form. It comes in addictions. It comes in distractions. It comes in bad relationships. It can come in a lack of work ethic. It can come in a lack of faith. But you just have to know and you have to be confident in um, whatever the enemy is in your life. It has, it has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, but you have the power to influence the outcome of the battle that you are fighting. You have the power to fight off the enemy. You, you have the power to walk boldly in your purpose. You don't have to run or be scared any longer. You don't have to walk in fear. Your enemy has already been defeated. You are thinking you are ordinary, you know, but God empowers ordinary people, which makes us extraordinary people in his eyes. So let God move you from defense to offense by walking in your purpose. You have to believe that the ball is in your court all the time, all the time, not just sometimes, but all the times. And you also always have to remember that you always trump the enemy no matter how big. You have to believe that and stop allowing the enemy to taunt you out of walking in your purpose. So those were the six influences. Did I say six or did I say five? six influences that I took from reading the story of David and Goliath. And I really believe that 
we deal with these same influences on a day-to-day basis as well. You know, I believe we have the power to influence those around us. We have the power to be influenced by those around us. We even have the power to influence ourselves. But the ultimate influence is that of God and his will for our life. We need to be influenced by him and his word to walk proudly in purpose, regardless of what our past looks like, regardless of our current situation, regardless of, you know, the enemies attacks on our lives and regardless of the naysayers we don't have the time to be influenced by things and people that have nothing to do with God's will for our lives so I encourage you all to just evaluate what influences you evaluate what and who you watch evaluate what you read and listen to evaluate what you are thinking evaluate your relationship with God and evaluate the people that you are influencing and always make sure that you are influencing and being influenced in your purpose So I hope that blessed you. Oh my gosh, that episode was lit, y'all. It was lit. I hope that blessed you guys. I really do. I think this by far, the, the Influence Foundational Support, is my favorite episode yet. Just because I feel like I am in my season of influence right now. Um, and I feel like... I'm getting closer and closer every day to the tribe of women that I'm supposed to be influencing. And I don't know, I'm just getting started, y'all. You know, so I hope that you all enjoyed that and really took something from that. I think that it is so easy to be influenced by the people that we are around, um, the people that are around us. It's so easy to be influenced by what we see and hear on television, the radio, what we read. But, you know, we must really understand the importance of taking that power back and being the influencer, you know. Setting a standard for those around and those to come after me, you know, that's my main goal right now. Setting that standard. And I believe it's time that we get more serious about what we are allowing to influence us as well. All of us have a form of influence in us. And the point is that whatever we are doing, whatever we are hearing, whatever we are seeing, whoever we are doing, <laughs> whoever y'all are doing, because I got a husband, but... Um, If it isn't influencing us to walk in purpose, then it has to go. If they aren't influencing you to walk in purpose, then they have to go. Okay? So thank you for listening. I look forward to you all tuning in next week with me and continuing this journey. And just remember to walk in purpose. One purpose for your purpose holds your power. Much love, y'all.